Hello and welcome to this latest edition of the Lakerside Chats. I am your host as always, Alan Ramich, bringing you another episode two days after the last, but hey-ho, we're in the finals. You know, you got to bring your A-game even on the podcast, you know, with me returning guest, Laker Gray on Twitter, uh, Dunks and Discourse host, Jabari Davis. Jabari, welcome back, sir. How you doing? Hey, Alan, I appreciate you having me, and thank you for your kind words, even if uh, even if I don't always feel great on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Who does feel great on Twitter? <laughs> Apart from Halsey. That's, that's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> and, and you know what? She has reason to. Hey, she's in a bag right now. Listen, she's yeah. my favorite follow on Twitter for many reasons. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Her basketball opinion being number one, by the way, she's great. Honestly, she probably knows more about basketball than some of the media that covers the NBA, which is ridiculous. Like, <laughs> yeah, honestly, with Paul with, Pierce. <laughs> with, with, well, not honestly, not just him, man. Some of like some of the stuff that I've seen on the timeline over the last, you know, like week. Obviously, it's expected because you know you got a lot of folks that they really enjoy the fact that the Lakers were out of it for so long and they they weren't relevant on the actual court for so long. Uh, so you got people just jumping out the window saying the most ridiculous stuff, where you know to the point where like I, during the game, you know how during the games normally I'm interacting and joking around. I, I had to just feel you know, like the last couple of games I'm just like yeah I can't do it because it's like. <laughs> We're watching the finals, and people are like, "Oh, well, you know, LeBron cares this, and and AD said, no, man, nobody cares about the, you know, about the MVP right now. They're just trying to win the damn game.' Excuse my language. No, you're right. It's like before we get on to game two, you make a really pertinent point, like, and then you hear Bill Simmons advocating Udonis Haslam to go out and injure LeBron and AD. Now, I understand it might be a joke, but. At the same time, a guy who has millions of listeners, uh, an episode, and I know he's a Boston guy, he should still know better. Like, that's my opinion on it. Okay, so here's the thing. Like, it, it, get, it, that, you know, took a life of its, of its own specifically because anybody that listens to Stugatz, like, did you, know, you listen to, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. uh, to okay, like, you, you know, that's, that's Stugatz, that's his stick. Exactly. Like, that's 100%. He's like, playing. Yeah, take he's playing. The the problem that I had with it was exactly your point. It wasn't Stu Gotts joking around. It was that Bill was dead serious. Like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. I mean, end of the day, it it ultimately doesn't matter. But I will still call Bill a DB for saying it because, like, <laughs> yes, he absolutely. Douchebag. I'll say it for you. He's a douchebag. <laughs> oh, hey, I'm just trying to be. You, I mean, you, you know how I get down on our show. I try to be polite on other people's show. <laughs> Listen, this is basically your show now as well. You get down, home, no, you no. get down, man. <laughs> You no, know, I appreciate so, it. Yeah, but, yeah, we have actual basketball to talk about as well. Like exactly. the Lakers rocking that Mamba jersey, looking all cool. AD, I, I just have to say it. Like I, I think there's a legitimate conversation to be had about whether Anthony Davis is the best player in the world. Like, and I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a reach to, to, to ask this question right now. Um, what was your biggest takeaway? Because my biggest takeaway is like. The Lakers might have the two best players in the world. And I don't think that's happened since probably Shaq and Kobe in 2001. I think it's a conversation that can be had. And the fact that you can have that conversation is a testament to, you know, to, you know, to what they've got. Like when it comes to like, oh, the top player, the top three or whatever, you, you top four, top whatever, you know, I usually go like, hey, whatever. If you've got the right name, you got the right names in there. I got no problem with you because it, it is somewhat subjective when it comes to, you know, when it comes to, you know, you know someone's opinion. Um, that said, they, you know, 
when Anthony Davis plays like this, he's a you know he, he's easily the, you know uh, one of the top guys in the league. And I'm only careful because like I, I really don't like the back and forth. You know, I'm not mm-hmm. talking about this back and forth. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the back and forth. Like oh no 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 he's this no he's that. But yeah, it, it's just as simple. When LeBron is on top of his game, when Anthony Davis is on top of his game, you're not going to beat them. You're you're just not. And I just want to touch on the game because I feel like in the second half, especially. I thought we got Miami's best shot. I really did. I thought they played phenomenally that second half. I, you know, really huge credit has to go out to them because they could have easily just rolled over, said, let's go into game three. Let's forget this game now. But that's not a team. We all know that's not the team Miami is anyway. You know, Eric Spolstra, I'll maintain this, is probably alongside Nick Nurse and Frank Vogel. I think those mm-hmm. are the top three, you know, basically the top three coaches in the NBA at this present moment, in my opinion, anyway. You know, sorry to Boston. I, I agree with that. Sorry to Boston. No, 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 I agree. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I was actually going to go there. I agree with that because I do think they're a step ahead of like Brad Stevens and like Coach Bud or, you know, you know, like you know, other really good coaches. Uh, Carlisle's probably somewhere in that mix in between yeah. the two, you know, yeah, potentially. Exactly. But you know, it, it, it's not a slight, you know, look, no. yeah. yeah. I mean, look, Miami, you know, they're not going to stop. Like even in game three, okay. So even if like the second half of game two was their best effort, you're gonna get it again in game three, and you'll probably get it again in game four, all the way down the stretch, which I respect and I appreciate. Which is also why you know, like you know, like part of the the conversation surrounding the the matchup has been annoying. It's like, yeah, we all get it. Yeah, it, it it's not the matchup you want. You know, okay, speaking speaking directly uh, to NBA Twitter, it's not the matchup you want because you know the Lakers are gonna win it. So get over yourself, <laughs> like, straight up, like straight up, like that's what it is. Like folks are mad because. They they know the Lakers are about to get number 17. And they know that the Lakers won a majority of their titles when it was actually an integrated league. Well, anyhow, whatever. Like we 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 can get on Boston another time. But like that's really that's really what it boils down to. That's honestly why I think you see so many of these other conversations about oh the hierarchy and this, that, and the other. No, nah, man, the Lakers are bust the Lakers are, are out there busting it and they're about to win number 17. And everybody can just be mad because I'm gonna be an ass. Ooh, an a-hole on the timeline for the entire <laughs> offseason. Like, you know, like you're seeing that Laker fans are the worst because like we're not like, oh, look, we're supposed to be humble about like you, you the team about to win a title. <laughs> but Anybody it's, it's that's like, out there, get ready. It's Jabari, it's not even that we're good. Like I, I, I and I think Pete Zayas, shout out to Pete because Pete is the absolute best at what he does Love in Pete. the world. He, I'm so glad he's part of the Laker organization now. It's If it's anyone smart. deserves that, it's Pete Zayas. It really is. Um, just to touch on Pete, and I, I had this feeling, but I, I was too cowardly to say it until someone like Pete said it. Um, I think this is an all-time great team. I really do. Like You don't go through this level of talent through the Western Conference in the way the Lakers do and then handle a Miami team that's this scrappy. I don't care how many players they're missing. They're never going to give up without being an all-time great team. Just because and I know I know how that sounds, but like if you look at the way they went through the West, it's like you have the 01 Lakers, you have the 2015 Warriors, and you have the Showtime Lakers. They're the only people who've gone 12 and 3 in, in the first three rounds. So if if you're doing that, especially in this type of environment with the bubble, I don't know, man. I, I really think that this team's up there. Not not maybe not as good, but I think they deserve to be within that conversation of teams. 
I'm always a like like let's see how it plays out guy. I usually am, but mm-hmm. I, I understand where Pete's coming from, and I understand where you're coming from with this because the reality is this: um, no one, you know, a lot of people are going to discredit it. Like you know, you've seen the asterisk, you know, crap going around and all of that. So th- no one's going to say it right now, mm-hmm. but ultimately history may look at it that way when you consider the fact that they've got the you know the greatest player of all time. Whatever, if you're a Jordan fan, they, you know, like the greatest player of all time alongside another absolute great and that's the thing that makes me smile the most is because it, a lot of folks are talking a lot of a lot of jazz about anthony davis and about oh yo hey you know what shout out to my co-host love him uh but he knows he knows these you know these hot rocks are coming for him he was saying <laughs> he was saying stupid shit like oh uh, i can't wait for him to get play or, or i can't wait to see how the you know lakers fans react if and when he gets played off the court. Well, guess what? It didn't happen because you don't play all-time greats off the court. No. I know it's very early to say that about Anthony Davis, and I'm usually the first person, and I will continue to be the first person that says, let's see how it you know, how it winds up. Let's see how many he gets before we start putting that on him. But you don't play all-time greats off the floor, and that's what you know. That, that's how he's playing in this postseason. Well, that's what I was about to say. Like he's taken not just one step up from his regular season play. I think he's taken two or three steps up. Just the aggression that he's shown. It's like he was conserving himself in his regular season. And that's ridiculous because he was still a top five player, like in the regular season. So the fact that he's gone and taken another two or three steps up, LeBron's also been phenomenal. Let's let's not discount that. LeBron is I, I think LeBron's the greatest player of all time. Um yeah. I've I've Sorry to all the Jordan people out there. You know, it's, it's not a slight at Jordan whatsoever. Like, no. But I think, in my opinion, I'd rather make the finals and lose than not make the finals at all and have this weird argument where it's 6-0. and oh, But then what about the times he got bounced in the first round? And I'm not going to get into a Jordan-LeBron debate yeah. in this podcast because yeah. it's not worth it. But all mm-hmm. I want to say is LeBron doing this in year 17... And being this phenomenal and still, in my opinion, being the best player. And I know what I said about AD, there being a debate about it, but I still think LeBron's the best. It's crazy. Like, in my opinion, it truly is crazy at this point. Here's the deal. Jordan fans are absolutely never going to accept it, so it just is what it is. It's a non-starter. Um, LeBron fans are always going to say it. I'm a fan of the game. You know, you know, I grew up. I, I grew up absolutely loving the, you know, the NBA, loving the game of basketball. Magic Johnson was my favorite player of all time growing up. I didn't say he was the greatest player of all time, but he was by he's by far my favorite player of all time. I watched Jordan's entire career. I watched most of Magic's career. I watched all of Jordan's career. I watched all of Kobe's career. I've watched all of Shad's career. So I've seen I've seen some I've seen some greats. I don't give a damn what anybody wants to say about LeBron. Uh, you can you can say three and six three six mafia and all of that good stuff. Uh, show me someone better than him at his best. Show no me one. someone better than him when he's at his best. Show me something better than that. No one. It's but but it's also that three and six mafia. Like, what do you expect him to do when he has no Kyrie Irving, no Kevin Love in a finals against the twenty fifteen Warriors? Like, you expect him to win? Like, it's it's it's, it's a stupid it's it's stupid. It's 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 a wasted conversation. Oh seven when it's a, when he's a kid going up against the, you know the Spurs at their peak. Like, of course, like you you can go down the list. Look, Jerry West is a logo. Okay, the only one Jerry West is the logo, one and eight in the finals. Okay, he's still great. He's still that guy. I still wish that we could have seen a league where he played in it, where the three point line you know, existed. But Jerry West is a logo and was one and eight in the finals because everybody understands that the Boston Celtics were absolutely loaded at that time, and there just wasn't anything you were gonna do. He's going exactly. up against a team. He was going up against a team that had like nine Hall of Famers on it, nine eventual Hall of Famers, if if not more. 
So it is what it is. It is no. what it is. So touching on because this is this all ties into game two. I thought Jimmy Butler passed him was ignoring what Mike Jackson said about him going to the basket to pass, which is stupid anyway. Um, because the guy's wide open, of course he's going to pass to him. Like, it, but you know that's why you don't have a job as a head coach, Mark Jackson. But I digress. Um, hmm. I thought Jimmy Butler was really phenomenal last night. I really do. I, I, you know, if that's if there's anything to take away from Miami, I thought Jimmy was really, really sensational last night. Jimmy did everything he could do. Like it, like the the, the criticism because it, it was Mark said it, but there's such there's such a reliance on an antiquated way of looking at things sometimes, which is funny to me because and and personally, I like Mark Jackson. I don't think you know, like I, I might not hire him as my coach, but I like him as an individual. Mm-hmm. I like him. I like you know, I you know, I've interacted with him. I you know when I when I first got you know you know, started covering the league, he was you know he would he was still a coach, and mm-hmm. I interacted with him. Great, no problems. But that line of thinking, like that, like oh, he just needs to be you know, you know, score forty. Like yeah, it doesn't always happen that way. And also, he's missing the two other you know his two other best options you know on, on offense. So he's doing what he can, and he's still finding ways to create you know, create and generate offense. So any you know, any any criticism of what Jimmy did last night, I feel is silly. Like like uh, there's this one. Um, Clippers blogger that really jumped out the window on on some Jimmy Butler nuts on some Jimmy Butler and Paul George nonsense uh, like but I, I from what I saw I didn't see a situation where he could have done more you know much more no. than what he did. Well, I just want to ask you like, how do you feel about you know that there's an argument to be had about whether the the Heat whether if they had Bam and Dragic in this game whether that was a winnable game I say yeah but I still think the Lakers would have pulled through. I really do. I know it's all ifs and buts, but with the way AD was playing and the way LeBron was playing, they weren't going to lose that game last night. That's just my two cents from it. People were saying that to make themselves feel better. The reality is this. If you watch the game of basketball, speaking generally, I know you watch. If you watch the game of basketball, you know teams play up and down to their competition all the time. When guys are, you know, and teams that are missing guys play up, it, you know, all the time. I'm not saying that people had incredible games for Miami, but mm-hmm. guys, guys stepped up and filled and filled those roles. If Bam and if Bam and Dragic were there, is could they have won? Yes, but do I think it would have? No, I think the mm-hmm. Lakers would have come out. They the focus would have been better, and they would and they would have just played played to the level of their competition. The Lakers are the better team in this series. I'm not going to let anybody say any of that any of that silliness of like, oh, well, what happened. The Lakers are the better team in this series. We all saw it going in. We see it now. It's unfortunate that they have the injuries because I hate I hate injuries. Oh, so, so, so do I. But they're a part of it. Just like I hated it last year. Last year when when Katie went down and when Clay went down, they're a part of it. We're not knocking. We're not knocking Kawhi. We're not knocking the Raptors. We're not saying they got a discount ring or anything like that. In fact, they rode that ring. They rode that wing. They're still riding it. Out, still riding it in the, in ways that you know honestly only Boston in that single ring that they got <laughs> they got you know ten years ago God can ride. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all, right, all right, enough sh- enough shade at Raptors fans. But seriously, man, like it, it, we're not having it, man. This is this is a this is a ring. This counts just the same as every other. And you know what? To be fair, just like it was bullshit when we as Laker fans were saying that again about um, the Spurs back in '99. That was nonsense. That counted just the same. Oh, so definitely. No, like, but it, it, I don't know if you were familiar. Like Lakers fans, we used to really like uh, go no, on that I'm because I'm Phil aware. because Phil was pushing that. Like <laughs> we were pushing that major, and it was trash. Well, listen, if I'm Phil Jackson, I push everything. Like, of course, he's a master of mind games. I I love Phil, and I'll always love Phil. Um, uh-huh. But 
But like to touch on another player who I thought was absolutely phenomenal last night, man, we got to give the flowers to Rajon Rondo. Like that, yeah. that was probably the best I've seen Rondo play since he was in Boston. That's how good he was last night. He was, he was absolutely phenomenal. And you know what? If we have to go through ten games of crappy Rondo every year, where he lo- where he potentially loses those games to get to this point, I'll take it every single year. Honestly, I would. Like that, that, that's that's how that's where I am on Rondo right now. So here's the deal. Rondo might not like the name playoff Rondo, but it exists because it's real. Rondo, you sucked in the regular season the last two years. You were <laughs> terrible. You were trash. I wanted you off of my team. But you got dang right. Rondo has been incredible this postseason. What Honestly, they might not be here without his play. I'm not no. saying they couldn't have. I'm not saying it's not possible, but there's a chance that they don't get past, you know, they don't get past Houston or they don't get past, they don't, uh, like, honestly, there's a chance they're not here. So the fact that he's playing this well, I'm a, I'm hundred percent on board with it as well. Now I will say this: keep him in, you know, keep him in the, uh, you know, put put him up in glass in case of, you know, in the regular season. Don't rely on him for 25 minutes a game like that. Like that was Frank's fault. That was a mistake. Yeah. I understand, and and and, and, and I'm not going back at the back down from that. But I will say, I understand if he thought if he truly believed that he was going to get to this. So no problems. I get, oh. you know, thank th- thank you, playoff Rondo. Well, I think and all your year, swag. <laughs> I think next year what you'll see is a lot of more Caruso minutes because I genuinely think Vogel was just conserving him for the playoffs, which again seems like an inspired decision now because I think Alex Caruso has been... You know what? If you don't seem as one of the best defensive guards in the NBA, you're just, you just don't watch basketball. Like that's that's my biggest takeaway from it is it's like when Lonzo played for the Lakers. You remember, like you could yep. tell how much people watch the Lakers by their opinion of Lonzo Ball. Yep. Same thing with Alex Caruso. If you think he's just a meme, you don't watch the Lakers play basketball ever. So, all right, a couple things are going on with Alex Caruso, and I'm not telling you anything that you don't know, but this, this is the reality. You got folks out there that just they don't they don't like the fact that we you know, that we big up like a, our scrappy guy, you know, in the same way that Delavadova was big up, in the same way that Marcus Smart is big upped, in the same way that like all Van types Vliet. of players that, that Van Vliet, in the same exact way, they just don't like it. Also, you have folks. Let's be honest, because Alex Caruso looks like the way that he looks, people are just hating on him. Like, that's just what it is. Like, people are hating on him, and they get mad at the fact that, like, you know, like, you know, we're showing them love. Alex Caruso is a very good player. And, I, like, when I say, like, very, I'm saying at playing his role. He plays his role perfectly, and I actually, even though, he, if I'm not mistaken, he's like 25, 26, I still think he can continue to round out as a total player because we've seen him to continue to progress. But on the defensive end, the effort that he gives, like, you know, like, like no matter, no matter the match, up, but in particular in this series, think about it. We went into this series, we went into the playoffs thinking, oh man, we're not going to have Avery Bradley, and rightfully so. And rightfully and, so. And, and 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 you know what? You know, are they going to lean on Rondo? There were all types of question marks. KCP, Alice Caruso, Rondo, Danny Green, all those guys have played their asses off and deserve all the flowers. More so KCP and Caruso, but you know. Shout out to Look, Danny Green. Too. I, I'm just joking. I, I, I realize, I'm joking. I realize, you know, I know, you know, you know me. He's a bunch of bad. But man, honestly, if you go defensively, like, he's I, been so sound. He's been fantastic. That's what I'm saying. Phenomenal. Hand, you know, hand in the passing lane, whether it's getting deflections, giving up with timely steals, blocks, or whatever the case may be. You know, I appreciate both, you know, both sides. No, of exactly. It. It, would, it would be nice if he could hit, if he could, you know, knock down the open jumpers. That would be nice. But. From a defensive standpoint, I, I give I give that entire group like so much credit because they've been no, great. 
I agree with you. It's 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 a thing of like the, the whole defense. Like I think this is the best defense in the NBA. Um, and now seeing those old points of like how are the Lakers going to defend people, I find hilarious now because like <laughs> you have you have the best defensive player in the world alongside good defensive players, and you don't think they're going to be a good defense. Like I don't, wait, I don't wait, get wait. it. And Frank Vogel on your bench, and Lionel Hollins on your bench, and <laughs> Jason Kidd on your bench, and Phil Handy on your bench. Like you got a lot of defensive minds there, and a, and a lot of defensive players, and they're not going to be able to defend anybody. Okay. Oh well, yeah, like I think I think I think Lionel Hollins gets forgotten about because he's not of the bubble. But Lionel mm-hmm. Hollins is a really, really like he was great and grinding Memphis. Like people forget this. Like his former defenses coach were phenomenal. Like, former coach of the year, he got fired, exactly. but he was former coach of the year. You know, yeah, so right. it's it's one of those things where you know I just really before we go go on to game three and uh, touch on previewing game three, I really really want to commend the Lakers. I think you know. They've taken every game in the playoff seriously, which, you know, they, they've taken some, fe- like taking feelers in games and taking them seriously are two different things. I think they've taken every game seriously, but sort of in the first two rounds, they took feelers in the first game to see what the team yeah. would be like. Um, but nah, honestly, this has been probably the most enjoyable run that we've had. I know it's since t- 2010, obviously, but like I say since probably 2001 like that's how far i'd go back as enjoyable playoff runs i know we beat boston in 2010 so that makes it you know like just that one series is more enjoyable but like on a whole i think 2001 is the most enjoyable run so i hear you on that for me it's 2009 because you remember how we felt you remember how that felt do you remember as well. how oh, that man. felt? Oh my God, that was incredible! I remember the exact, the exact place where I was, the exact spot that I was sitting in, and how I felt <laughs> because you know after the years of futility, and that was only you know three to four years. I I think that's why you know in particular you know, this one feels so damn good. Oh man, it, you know it's just it's just a fun time. So just to follow. Up from our, from what we were just talking about there, you know, with, with, with the most enjoyable title run when, when we think it last was. Thinking about it a little bit now, um, I, I have to agree with you that 2009 was probably the most enjoyable one. Um, uh, it was one that sort of got clouded in between, you know, 2010 and then this horrible run that we've been on the past seven years. So it sort of like slipped into the back of my mind, but now the memories have just come flooding back. Sorry, Dwight Howard, we love you now. We love you now. You're one of us, so don't worry about that. And also, Rajon, <laughs> you will be you will be forever known as a Laker. Now you're no longer a Celtic. It's like just one of those things. <laughs> um, but yeah, just to touch on going into Game Three, um, I assume that Bam plays first of all. I don't know how you feel about that. I think Bam's going to play. I don't know how big a role he'll play, but I think he'll definitely be in the lineup. I expect at least Bam and or Goran to play specific, and and I expect him to get a big boost from it from an emotional standpoint. Um, you know, regardless of you know, like how impactful they are, but yeah, I'm on the same page. I I do expect him to play. It's not, and and don't don't get me wrong. I'm not gonna like you know look down upon him if they don't because like those are serious injuries, it's significant. Mm-hmm. You know, like they're gonna take precisely. Yeah, no, absolutely. But yeah, I think I think I think you're right. And especially with, I think this could be the Lakers trap game. I think this is the game that if if the Lakers will lose, I think game three tomorrow evening 
or for me tomorrow evening. For you guys on the sunny west coast <laughs> of America tomorrow afternoon. Yeah, um, you know. <laughs> I, I think I think this is a trap game. I really do. I think this is the game that Miami will come out all guns blazing. And if and if the Lakers don't have their hundred which I'm not doubting that they will, by the way. I'm not saying the Lakers won't be hundred percent focused. Because I think the Lakers want to get out the bubble as quickly as possible now as well. I feel like, especially with LeBron's comments and AD's comments and everyone's comments about the bubble, mm-hmm. I think they all want to get out as quickly as possible. Um, but again, I, I respect Miami too much to predict a sweep in the next two games. I really do. I, I, I think I just I have a feeling they'll sneak one, and that's just out of the sheer respect I have for that organization and that coaching staff and them players. Man, they're, they're all awesome. Um, what do you think? How do you feel going into those games? Yeah, I, I have the same amount of respect. Um, and if they're going to get one, it's going to be game three. I mean, you, you know, the old adage of, you know, a, a wounded animal is going to give you its, its, its toughest mm-hmm. fight. Whereas I'm, I'm certainly not comparing athletes to animals. It's just, you know, it's just, you know, it's just using, you're using the analogy. Um, it, but that's the thing. Miami's going to give you that fight no matter what. You know, I think I even said it earlier. You're going to get that fight you know, in this next game. You get that fight again in game four. This, you are going to have to put them out. You're, they're not just going to roll over. Whereas, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and, that is, and that is a testament to the organization from top to bottom. No, oh, and, you know, it, it, it's been a, you know, there's been a lot of interesting subplots. And, you know, the Jay Crowder versus LeBron was the one that I, I did not envision happening. Because I can't lie, I completely forgot that LeBron sent him all the way to Utah. Like that is that if there's any reason to hate someone, there's that. You know, you're going from it Cleveland, is. which you know, shout out to my man Kolb. You know, Kolb's great, but you know, even he'll tell you that he Cleveland's knows. not great. He knows. <laughs> he knows. He knows. <laughs> but then you're leaving Cleveland to go to Salt Lake City, which you know, shout out to Jordan Clark, and he said, "All I have to do here is hoop." <laughs> And yeah, who, who can get jacked up haircuts? Nah, yeah, no. I I appreciate the rivalry. You know, I wasn't necessarily a fan of the, of the shoulder thing uh, the other day, but that you know no, that that happened. But you know, honestly, that happens. Like that that's you know, you know, Jake Ryder's a guy that you know that that kind of roughs it up a little bit. And you know, if he were on our team, we would love it. Let's keep it real. <laughs> in no, fact, right. no, in fact, let's let's be honest. If he's a free agent, he wouldn't be a bad option this offseason. I don't think it happens just because of the disdain him and LeBron have for each other. But I agree with you that if he was an option, like he, I, I, I wouldn't say no. Personally, I, I think I, I really like Jay Crowder as a player. At one point, I thought that Matt Barnes would never be an option with Kobe Bryant. <laughs> and then they I went out drinking that, one night, and the rest was history. <laughs> uh-huh. At one point, in okay, so in the 2009 playoffs, I thought Metal World Peace. At that time, Ron Artest, Ron Artest would never would never be an option with Kobe Bryant. Do you remember the you know, the, their yeah, little face off? All I'm saying no. is, you know, stranger things have happened. <laughs> <laughs> You're right about Artest now, Meta World Peace and Kobe, man. Like when you think about it, Jesus, to go uh-huh. from animosity to basically being like brothers is crazy step, man. Well, it's what basketball does, and you know, yeah. it, it's crazy how we can't go. A podcast without mentioning the late great Kobe Bryant as well, you know. Um, I think, I think he, um, I think honestly, I'm I'm a huge believer in fate and a big believer in 
the afterlife and whatnot. And you know what? This this just feels like that Kobe's hands are all over this run, man. I don't know how you feel. I know we're getting a bit sentimental here, but <laughs> there's, there's been some times where I'm like, yo, some supernatural shit's happening here. I, I don't necessarily get into that you know aspect of it, but I don't begrudge anybody for it, man. Like you, you know, I'm a sentimental cat, so like you know, the, if 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 it's uh you know religion that you know that does it for you, or simple you know spirituality, feeling his presence, mm-hmm. I'm here for it, man. Ultimately, it sucks that he died this year. I'm you know like it it still feels you know it still you know, it gives a, a feeling of bewilderment. Um, and, you know, and, and that is what that is. I may cringe a little bit when I see it on the timeline, like winning for Kobe, yeah. because that's, but, but that's just me. You know, like sometimes I'm a little bit too cool for school and I acknowledge <laughs> that. Uh, but ultimately it's going to feel dang, it's going to feel really good. It's going to feel really good. And I don't, I'm not trying to jump ahead, but the Lakers are going to win this and they're probably going to you know wrap it up within the next, you know, three, four days. And it's going to feel great to be able to kind of reflect on that. Like, you know, the, it's a 10 year anniversary of his last week. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, in the yeah. in the same ca- in the same calendar year, you know, like as his passing. Um, I love you know, I I love that how the team has kind of embraced it, and you know, like they really love mm-hmm. you know, like representing in the Mamba jersey. So like all of that stuff does matter. And I'm not gonna let you know Kobe haters you know stop you know stop us from you know showing him the love that he absolutely deserves. No, definitely, and I just hope that this jersey becomes a permanent rotation. A not even because of Kobe. I just think it's a cold jersey, man. Man, I think it's it one of is- the best of all time. It is cold. Do you remember when 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 um he wore a, a variance of it um on the on the Slam magazine? It was it wasn't the same. It yeah, wasn't the same yeah. year. Like I I Hollywood kept, night. I I kept on begging for that to be a regular jersey. It's a regular mm-hmm. thing because yeah, like look, I don't necessarily love other teams that have black and gold, but we make it look good. <laughs> uh, you, you had that little bit of triple purple in there. Yeah, lettering. Man, yep. it's, it's just it's a state print. Wow, you had that all together, and you know what? You can tell that Kobe had his hands all over that design because yep. he wouldn't have let anything as ugly as Magic Johnson's jersey come out. <laughs> I'll tell you that straight away. <laughs> yeah, shout no, out to no. Magic Johnson though. I love Magic. Wait, wait, are, are you talking Magic. about the old eighties jerseys? No, 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 no. The the one that came out like this, the City edition that came out two years oh. ago, the purple oh, yeah. with the pinstripe. Pinstripe. That was so trash. That was so oh, trash, man. and there were people trying to cape for him on on the timeline. I was like, "Bro, just say it. They suck. Like, the, we don't have to lie just because it says Lakers on it. Like, it doesn't. We, we don't have to BS about that." Um, yeah. Like, I, I really like the. I know this is sort of descended into a bit of a tangent, but it always does. It always does on here, so I don't mind. Um, the Kobe and Shaq jerseys, I thought, were really nice. I really did. Like, even the Shaq ones this year. Like, yeah. Because it because it was it was a proper gold jersey. It wasn't this uh, fake yellow. Michigan yellow thing. <laughs> Which yeah, honestly, Nike, get get your stuff together, man. Because like that didn't happen until we went to Nike. Get your stuff yeah. together. Like you guys can you guys have gold thread, right? <laughs> Figure this out. They, they, they proved it. They proved yeah, that's it what I'm saying. We, well, the first year with Nike, you know, when we still had the old school, like tw- you know, the the mid two thousands jerseys, it was gold. The Shaq mm-hmm. jersey is gold. Why isn't it? I honestly feel like this jersey that we wear now, this yellow one, if that was gold, it would be honestly it would look fantastic. It really would. It would be perfect. Um, it would be perfect. It really would. But let me go back to game three a little bit. Um, what are your predictions for the game? How do you think the game's gonna go? Um, what? What? Yeah. So uh, from seeing what you've seen the past two games, what? How do you think game three is gonna pan out? 
So the reason why I think uh, the Lakers will ultimately prevail, even though I expect uh, Miami's toughest fight, is because I think the re- I think the free throw battle uh, reverses. I think and, you know, like like not reverse, but I think it kind of rectifies itself, cleans itself out. Um, like for instance, if the Lakers had, had you know if the Lakers ended up with twice as many free throws as as the Heat, you know we, the entire timeline would have been on fire and everybody would have been going nuts. I'm not going to you know I'm not complaining about it. I have no problem with that. You know the Heat were they were aggressive in certain spots and and definitely earned those free throws. But I think the Lakers were you know who were also aggressive in certain spots. I think they will. Definitely go back to bully ball, play the, the the big boy bully ball that they played in that first half that you saw from Dwight, that you saw from you know from AD, that you saw from LeBron, that you saw from pretty much all of them. They were they were big boy in the hell out of those guys. I think we're going to see more of that, uh, and I think that that, that will offset you know the, the, whatever emotional boost that, you know, that that Miami ends up whether they get it from Bam or they just have it because you know like they don't want to go home. Uh, they don't want to take that ninety-minute, you know, you know, drive on down the coast. Uh, <laughs> but um, ultimately, I think the Lakers are going to prevail. Look, I think this is done on Tuesday. I don't mean any disrespect to Miami, and I and I actually, if it winds up not taking place, I'll understand it because I expect them to put up a fight. But I just see this Lakers team like that. Like it's been a while since I, I saw a Lakers team that when blood was in the water, it looked like they were look they, they were ready to feast. This looks like that team. Well, you know, it, it's that thing of like. You know, shout out to Kyrie Irving for like two of the most ridiculous quotes I've ever seen in the past. <laughs> you know, like first of all, you know, Kyrie, yes, you do need a head coach. Like, I don't care what you say, and to undermine Steve Nash this quickly is a joke. But we'll get onto that in a different podcast. Number two, did you really throw shade at LeBron when he's in the midst of his like tenth final run and he's about to win a fourth ring? Like, I can't believe it, man. I really so- can't. Like. So I'm gonna say something, and 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 I yeah, I don't want to belabor the point, but what irritated me about Ky- what Kyrie did yesterday was when he played the oh the media trying to turn a brother against a brother. Don't do that, dog. Don't do that because this is the brother. This is the brother. Uh, yeah, to the to the to the my last breath on this earth, and we know damn well that was shade, and we know damn well they you know. we know damn well that you know that it was. So like, some honestly, I love Kyrie, but sometimes he annoys the hell out of me because it's like, yo, just shut up, man. Like, don't don't do that. Don't do that. Like, and I'm not saying shut up, like just shut up. You can speak your mind. That you know, as a grown man, I'd be like, I, 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 to be clear, I'm saying, but like when it comes to like trying to protect his own ego, sometimes it's like, bro, just let it go. It's fine. Yeah, like, like, it's, like it's fine. It's fine to admit you made a mistake to go to Boston. Like, yes, it was a mistake. Yes, you, you never should have left LeBron James, but you know we, yeah. we 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 live and we learn, and you know what? KD is not a bad number two option. Like after LeBron, like, you know, let's be real. Exactly. <laughs> you know, but the, yeah. my biggest takeaway from it is because I feel like we had to touch on it because, like, it was a talk mm-hmm. of like it still is the talk because I think you know, especially the Steve Nash comments, I think weren't needed at this point, especially with a first year head coach like Steve. Um, who I really respect and hope he does a great job, by the way, because, you know, I think, you know, I think he, everyone seems to like Steve Nash in the NBA. I think that's a prevailing for, you know. Um, but I say that to say this. I think the Nets have just given LeBron his next bulletin material for next season. <laughs> and you know what, man? I'd be scared of the Lakers. I think this is a team that can consistently, especially with AD playing at this level, I don't think this is just a one-year thing with the Lakers, and I think they'll get better this offseason as well. Watch, watch the Lakers pull a move this offseason that's going to make people mad. Watch it. I, I, I don't. I'm not. I'm not like. I'm not saying like, oh, this is going to be. It's going to happen, and people are going to be mad, and this run was going to continue. 
They're going to be continue to be in the mix. I don't. I'm not saying it's going to be three rings, but they're going to continue to be in the mix moving forward. As long as LeBron James is healthy, they're going to be in the mix moving forward. As long as AD is playing this way, they're going to be in this mix. Um, I'm going to be honest. KD and them, they got to show me. I know. Yes, I know what KD can do. Yes, I know what Kyrie can do. I don't know what they can do together. I don't know what Steve Nash can do as a as a head coach and in that role. So they got to show me before I'm really before I'm even willing to take them seriously. Precisely. I'm, I, I'm on. I'm on that level of Laker exceptionalism. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? Um, this. this I think I agree with you on the Miami thing. I think we take tomorrow night, and I and I think it's because of what I told you. I think the Lakers just want to get back to LA. I re, I feel like there's that feeling in the air of like we can finish this on Tuesday. We can be, be we can be back in LA on Wednesday. We can enjoy our title win for three months. Yep. Um, which I think I think it will be. I think Martin Luther King Day will be the day the NBA comes back for what it's worth. That that's my prediction on when the NBA will be back. I'm here, um, which is a shame. Which is a shame because I'm, I'll miss my Christmas Day games. <laughs> yeah, that's but, a selfish guy. In me. But if they're back, but if they're back MLK Day, like for regular season, that means they'll be. We'll have basketball. You know, Christmas Day. It might be preseason. It might be you know, you know, you know, whatever. Or just like talk yeah, of it. Okay. We'll be in that mix. We'll be in that mix. Yeah, no, definitely. We'll still have some semblance of basketball to but talk I, about. I, anyway. But I, I know what you mean, though, because I, I, I've gotten spoiled by the Christmas Day lineups too. Oh man, it's the it's the best, isn't it? It just truly is the best. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I'm I'm predicting this this will be over by Tuesday, but I won't be surprised if Miami make it last till next Friday anyway. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you're in the same boat. Yeah, yeah. Like, so, look, like I said, man, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to put Miami down. They're not putting themselves down. No, no, and that's why I respect this team so much. And you know what? I think there'll be a problem next year as well. I really do. Yeah. With these young guys improving as well. Um, Bam, I think it's going to take another step forward. Tyler Hero, I really, really like and respect. Duncan Robinson, we've sort of um, it just completely killed him this series, for lack of a better word. He's just been completely neutralized. He really has. Yeah, he was um, bad last series too. Um, he it, was it, not this bad. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, hey, like uh, I, I think I think you said it earlier. Like you know, I don't care what the numbers say. When the Lakers are defending, man, that looks like the best defensive team in the league. No, I agree with you. So it, I'm sure next week, we'll, we'll hopefully, knock on wood, once we win that title, I'm, I'd love to have you on again to just have another gloating podcast, hopefully with a, with a few more people, just to laugh at the rest of the NBA. <laughs> hey, hey, even if it's a quick one, you know I'm down. <laughs> Jabari, you know this has been... Go on, go on. What were you going to say? Oh, no, I was going to say, you know I'm always down to talk shit. <laughs> like, as simple as that. Especially when we have a reason to now. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, Jabari, I just want to thank you so much for hopping on today. You know, I think this has been a really, really fun chat because we sort of went all over the shop. Um, mm-hmm. We talked about things that maybe we wouldn't usually discuss, but then we also talked about the Miami game. But we covered all bases, so I really want to thank you um, for coming on again. Um, where can the people find your great work? Where can the people follow you, et cetera, et cetera? Well, as I always say, it was an honor because it is. It's always a good time having this, you know having these conversations with you, and it's definitely nice when it's you know for this. Um, <laughs> Dunks and Discourse Podcast. Anybody you know, like if 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 you follow me on Twitter, Jabari Davis NBA, you can get the, you know you can get the links. Uh, but Dunks and Discourse is a fun show. 
uh, you know, Josh Everly, you may hate him on the timeline, but when you hear, you know, when you when you interact interact with him and when you hear him on the show, you it's may have, you may have a different of a difference of opinion. Yeah, no, definitely. Josh is a good guy with his opinions on basketball, and we shouldn't hate on people just because their their opinions different to ours. Is what I say about Josh. You I know, agree. Um, maybe maybe he's wrong. Um, oh yeah, know, especially about AD. <laughs> I and, and I tell him that all the time. And, and but we but, but we're good friends. It's okay. And <laughs> and I think, but I, I genuinely think Josh is a good guy. You know, especially following him for so long and interacting with him. You know, um, so definitely pay attention to their podcast. Um, give it a five-star review and Jabaria. I hope you come on again very, very soon to celebrate number 17 being hoisted up. No doubt. Uh, be sure to leave this podcast a five-star review as well. Um, share it wherever you can. Be follow. Be sure to follow Jabari at Jabari Davis NBA. Follow me at Alan Ramich 3 um, Stay safe out there. We still are in the middle of a global pandemic, so even when the Lakers get that dub, please be sure to celebrate carefully and responsibly and we'll see you on the flip side.